Hello, and welcome to the Top 3, a podcast where we discuss the definitive rankings of everything. I'm your host, Kieran Davey. Today, I am joined by Maria of March Moments on our Top 3 Christmas Spectacular. We're going to be talking about the Top 3 Christmas songs, both traditional and contemporary. It's sure to be a festive discussion. Let's dive in. Do you have outtakes? I feel like you should have outtakes at the end of your podcast where you're like, haha, these are all the funny things that didn't make it in. (laughs) (laughs) I could do that. I could put that at the beginning. Are you recording now? Yes. Perfect. Then this can be included. (laughs) (laughs) Did you get my singing? Uh, No, I missed that. How disappointing. (laughs) Well, what a shame. That's okay. Hi, Maria. Welcome to the top three. Hi, Kier. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. I'm excited to have you on. We're going to be discussing the top three uh, Christmas songs. Big, big question. And honestly, it'll be tough to narrow it down. I know that you are a big Christmas fan. I think you are the perfect person to have on this episode. Thank you. Thank you. I feel like I try to keep it on the DL, how big of a Christmas fan I am. I think because it's a little bit embarrassing. Once December hits, it's full-on Christmas mode for me. Yeah, well, that was actually the first question that I had for you. When is the appropriate time to start listening to Christmas music? After Remembrance Day feels like a good time because I feel like it's such a somber day. And so playing like Christmas music beforehand may take away from that. I don't know. But I also play Christmas music like in July. So (laughs) if I'm playing Christmas music at really ad hoc times of the year, it's to extend that runway as long as possible. Because I think part of the fun and excitement of things like holidays or vacations or whatever special occasion it may be is that time leading up to it that you can look forward to that thing. Half the fun of it is really just like looking forward to the day, right? Because Christmas is only one day. So it's really the whole season. So if you can extend that, that's awesome. It's interesting that you say that it's better to start after Remembrance Day, which for anybody who's listening who's not in Canada, that's kind of early November. Because typically in our conversations in the past, you've been a strong advocate for listening to Christmas music very early, whereas I am of the strict opinion that it should only be listened to when December hits. December 1st, then we're ready to transition into the holiday season. I like keeping it, you know, nice and compact. Yours is a popular opinion. I do like listening to Christmas music at really odd periods of the year. So is it really early if you listen to it at all times of the year? Like, it's all relative, right? (laughs) So (laughs) I think that my public holiday hype is contained to post-Remembrance Day. But the internal excitement probably starts before, you know, maybe September or so. But now I've exposed myself on this podcast. (laughs) Definitely exposed. Yeah, the idea of Christmas music in September, like pre-Halloween, feels a little bit blasphemous, but that's okay. We're in the holiday season now, and we are excited to fully embrace Christmas music. Usually on these episodes, we like to do a bit of like a longer discussion about the topic beforehand. But I think we just have to dive into it because we just have so much to cover. Yeah, I was looking at Spotify Christmas playlists, and it's just such a big list of songs. I feel like Christmas music could almost be its own genre. (laughs) Totally. And that's kind of one of the interesting things is that there are certain staples of the genre that mix. Like they're typically all upbeat songs. Mm -hmm. You have like the sleigh bells and like horns and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. chord progressions that kind of tend to be, I don't know, there's definitely a common theme among 
Christmas songs, especially contemporary ones borrowing from previous stuff. But I totally get what you're saying in that there are so many. Like part of what makes Christmas music and the holiday season enjoyable is that you have this huge batch of songs. So picking just three is very hard. Yeah, but you're totally right. Christmas music kind of all has that similar vibe. What they all do for me at least is they get me like really excited for the holidays. You hear like the sleigh bells at the beginning of a song and you're like, yes, this is it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. For this episode, we're going to kind of break it up a little bit. We're going to differentiate between traditional and contemporary Christmas songs. Mm -hmm. Traditional being more of your classic Christmas carols. I think contemporary being the more modern pop artists or musicians trying to create a new Christmas staple. So I was trying to think about where to draw the line between traditional and contemporary. I was thinking pre and post 1980 as like a good marker. For some people, 1980 wasn't that long ago, but we're also living in this age where like TikTok trends expire after like three weeks. So I'm like, when you're talking about contemporary, it could even just be like the 2000s. 1980s is kind of a long ways away, but we can go with it. I think it, I think it makes sense. <laughs> well, the only reason that I was thinking about 1980 as the year is because so much classic traditional Christmas music, as we know it, was released in the 50s and 60s. There's just so much to pick from there. And the 1980s have a few seminal releases, original Christmas music by pop musicians, by mainstream musicians. Those feel distinct from releases of the past. Mm. To me, it felt like a bit of a marker. Yeah, like a turning point. Exactly. And I think that model is still followed by musicians nowadays. Okay, let's do it. Let's go with the 1980s. Based on your comment, I think probably most of our contemporary discussion will be geared towards more recent, but there are a few ones from the 80s that I want to mention a little bit. Okay, sounds good. How do you feel about covers of traditional songs by modern artists? Where do those land? Honorable mentions. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah. Well, for me, I was thinking that if it originated pre-1980, I think it's a traditional one. Even if there's a great modern version of it, I think it still belongs in the traditional camp. Whereas contemporary is like an original new piece created post-1980. Yes, I totally agree with what you've just said. Can Michael Bublé's cover of White Christmas exist on the list as its own like entity? And I don't think it can. I don't know, you'd have to make a really strong case for that song kind of existing independently from its like original songwriters or performers. I think songs like Respect by Aretha Franklin, right? Like that's not her own song, but it's such a popular version of it that it could have its own place on a list, right? Yeah, that's a fantastic example because Respect is originally by Otis Redding and yet you see Respect by Aretha Franklin, Aretha's version of it, being put on like top 10 song lists and whatever, right? People don't talk about Otis's version as much because Aretha did so much with it. And so I think you make a good point in that if an artist has been able to fully own and like reinvent a song, I guess it's going between the song as a composition versus the song as like a musical performance and like a rendition of that. Maybe we evaluate on a case by case basis. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. If we have a case for it, I'm open to putting it on a list somewhere, but I think it'll be tricky. Because I think that a lot of the traditional versions have a really strong presence still in kind of Christmas playlists today, so to speak. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I totally agree with you. Well, I think that gives us a good foundation to start our discussion. Do you want to begin in the traditional or contemporary? Let's start at the beginning. Let's start with the traditional. 
So, looking pre-1980s, I have a whole bunch of songs listed out here. Okay, I think you should go first because I feel like I don't feel as connected to the classics maybe as you do, just based off of your enthusiasm that I can gauge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you tend to sway more towards the contemporary side for your favorites. Yeah, definitely. I definitely veer more traditional when it comes to the holiday classics. I had a three-tier system I was thinking about, like ones that I thought were notable and the ones I thought were really good, and then I had some like best of the best ones. Okay. So some ones that I thought were just interesting to mention, I'm thinking songs like uh, The Christmas Song by Nat King Cole, Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Nat King Cole is like one of the big holiday singers. Mm -hmm. I think it's worth mentioning in passing. Other ones for me that I wanted to mention and give some love to, Feliz Navidad by Jose Feliciano. I really like that song. I'm going to let you finish your list, though, before I share my thoughts. And if any of the ones from this tier you feel like you want to pin and hold for later, mm -hmm. then let me know. Okay, okay. Uh, another one I thought was worth mentioning was Christmas Baby Please Come Home, originally recorded by Darlene Love. I prefer the version by U2. I think it's my favorite version. That's the one that gets played in my house a lot, at least, because my family's love for U2. Uh -huh. But I thought that one was worth noticing as a traditional one, but that gets covered quite a bit. I also think Santa Baby by Eartha Kitt mm -hmm. is really good. And that one also gets covered a lot. But I feel like Eartha Kitt really nails the specific kind of like sultry vibe. Yeah, definitely. And then another one I want to mention, White Christmas by Bing Crosby. It's the best-selling single of all time. Of all time? Of all time. Isn't that insane? But it's just on your honorable mentions list? Well, here's the thing. These are ones that I felt was worth mentioning. White Christmas, see, even when it comes to Bing Crosby, like, I like Millie Kalikimaka more than I like White Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> that just might just be a me thing. Yeah, I think that's, like, a personal preference. How are we defining, like, best Christmas song? Is it, like, popularity? I think it's good that we're kind of dividing between traditional and contemporary because I think that standing the test of time kind of can be something that you consider when deciding the best because your preferences don't necessarily mean they're the best. If White Christmas is like the best-selling single of all time, like this isn't just Christmas single, this is like single single, right? Like of all singles ever, then I feel like it deserves maybe a bit more consideration than just like honorable mention. Okay, 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 okay. I will also say that I really like White Christmas, but the Bing Crosby version is a bit slower than I personally like, but that's because I lean towards like more pop dancey version. Who does your favorite version of White Christmas? I think that I listen to Michael Bublé's version of White Christmas the most, but that's just because I really like Michael Bublé. Maybe it's an unpopular opinion because I feel like sometimes when people popify <laughs> classic covers like that, it's not always a hit but I, I do like their version a lot. I mean, that one's not the best-selling single of all time. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it's not. It really is not. But I, you only put this on your honorable mentions, and I feel like this one for me was on my top five list. So I was going to ask you, out of those ones that I mentioned, were there any that you felt like we should pull out for a later conversation? And sounds like White Christmas, you definitely think so. Especially with the fun fact that it's like the best-selling single of all time, I think we have to at least give it some more consideration. Okay, okay. <laughs> like it wasn't my top, but... But we need to consider it. Yeah. Okay. I love Feliz Navidad. I had that on my list of like top five. Wow. Yeah, because... I just feel like it's so accessible. I don't know. It's like quite repetitive. 
but it's really fun. It's just like an impressive song for I think what it is. <laughs> like it's not all in English. I feel like everyone knows it. <laughs> the fact that it's pretty repetitive, I think, helps with the non-English side. <laughs> pretty simple Spanish. Exactly. But then I'm like, how many words are there in total? Like what? Like 20 words in the whole song? True. But it's like so iconic. It's like happy birthday almost. <laughs> It is like happy birthday, but I mean, I'm not going to give happy birthday the best song of all time award, right? Well, maybe we should consider it. <laughs> like everybody knows happy birthday. How many people sing happy birthday in different languages to the same melody, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you were making a top three songs of all time, it'd be like happy birthday, <laughs> the national anthem, like, you know. I don't know. Maybe maybe not the national anthem. Okay. But maybe like happy birthday and like ABC. Okay, this is this is a different discussion. Back to Christmas. Back to Christmas. So it sounds like White Christmas and Feliz Navidad, you want to pin those for later. Maybe. I also really like Christmas Baby, Please Come Home. Because I feel like the beginning, they just say like, Christmas, you know? It just feels like very iconic. I want to hear your other songs because I really liked all of the ones that you put as only honorable mention. <laughs> Well, I mean, I'm thinking since you already have a set top five, maybe you should just share... No, no, no. I want to hear the rest of yours. So what's okay. in your second tier? On the second tier, these are ones that I felt like really begin to define the holiday season for me. Constantly on rotation. So I had things like It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year by Andy Williams. Yep. Jingle Bell Rock, the Bobby Helms version. Yep. Sleigh Ride by Ella Fitzgerald. I think Ella does a fantastic job. Mm -hmm. and she's my favorite soul singer. I also think Mary's Boy Child by Boney M is classic. I was surprised to know that Boney M didn't actually write Mary's Boy Child. Like, that was actually originally written in 1956, but their version is definitely the most popular. And I think it's kind of like that respect analogy that you gave earlier, where like their version is the definitive version of Mary's Boy Child. Mm -hmm. So like that one's really mm -hmm. fun. Rocking Around the Christmas Tree by Brenda Lee. Mm -hmm. A fun fact about Rocking Around the Christmas Tree. So it was originally written by Johnny Marks, who also wrote Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and A Holly Jolly Christmas. Wow. Big time Christmas classic writer. Yeah. Burl Ives, I think, has the best version of A Holly Jolly Christmas. He just sounds like Santa Claus. <laughs> but back to Rockin' Around a Christmas Tree. So written by Johnny Marks, the king of Christmas carols. Then Brenda Lee records it. She was only 13 when she recorded it. No way. I didn't know that. Yeah. The version of Rocking Around the Christmas Tree that is played on like every mm -hmm. Christmas playlist, mm -hmm. the singer is only 13. Wow. Isn't that insane? Yeah, that's insane. How old was like Michael Jackson when he was in the Jackson 5 though? I feel like he's also like a hit pop sensation. Yeah, he was youthful. <laughs> How old was Michael Jackson when he recorded I Want You Back? Oh yeah, I think that he was like 11 because it was released in 1969 and I think he was born in 1958. Mm. Yeah, also a youthful voice that is still mainstream. Pop star icon. Yeah, I Want You Back is definitely in the conversation. It's up there with Happy Birthday. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Honestly, let's like knock all of these lists out in one podcast episode. We could do it. Top three Christmas songs, top three songs, top three yep. things. We're just going to do them all. <laughs> So that's my, like, second tier. Any of those ones that you want to, like, pull on to the... I really like rocking around the Christmas tree. Okay, okay, okay. And that was recorded by Brenda Lee at age 13, so I feel like, you know, we can give yeah. it some more love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want me to talk about my tier ones? Yeah, of course. Or do you want to share your top five first? No, -uh, I think you should say yours first. Also, I am guessing that Old Holy Night is your number one. <laughs> So, yes, I haven't ranked my tier one picks. Okay. But Oh Holy Night is one of my favorite 
Christmas carols. The choir version from the Home Alone soundtrack, even though it sounds kind of corny to say that, but I legitimately think it's the best version of A Holy Night. But the last kind of tier one picks I had, this is a bit cheating, but basically the whole soundtrack to A Charlie Brown Christmas by the Vince Guaraldi Trio. What the heck? (laughs) This is definitely cheating. I just think like they kind of define jazz Christmas mm-hmm. and it just sounds so iconic. And recently, Anderson Pack recorded a version of Linus and Lucy for Spotify sessions and it's incredible. It's so good. And so I feel like I wanted to give a special shout out there. Okay. And the last one I had as a tier one pick was Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Mm. Originally made in 1944 for the musical Meet Me in St. Louis. My favorite version is actually by Coldplay which is kind of funny. I think that song, not just Coldplay's version, but that song in general is one of the best Christmas songs. Wow. Okay, so wait. So you're telling me that your tier one is the entire Charlie Brown Christmas soundtrack, Oh Holy Night, and Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Yeah, those are my three ones that I felt like were a cut above the rest. (laughs) You don't like those picks? I just think is you can't just pick a whole soundtrack and think you can get away with it. Okay, if I have to pick just one, then I'll do O Tannenbaum, their version of it. But that's the thing, I don't care about O Tannenbaum as a song, but it's the way they do it that's all kind of jazzy and fun. Well, if you, we were doing like top Christmas albums, then that could totally be in contention. But if you can't pick a single song from the soundtrack, I don't think that we can include uh, it on our list. Okay, okay, okay. We mentioned it, but we're not we're not keeping it on. Fair enough, fair enough. We're ruthless. We have to be. As a whole, great album choice, but as a song, you can't pick just you're one. You're right, you're right. Can't pick just one. Okay, so then including the ones that you bumped up from the previous tiers, we have Oh Holy Night, mm-hmm. Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, White Christmas, Feliz Navidad, Rock Around the Christmas Tree, and you also mentioned Christmas Baby Please Come Home as one you want to talk about more. Yeah. So are all those ones in your top five, or what was the top five that you had that you were working with? So <laughs> I think some of my personal favorites were Feliz Navidad, Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree, and then Christmas Baby Please Come Home. Those were like three that I really liked, but I also thought that White Christmas And then Jingle Bell Rock and It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christmas were another three. Then I also liked Santa Baby and A Holly Jolly Christmas. Those were my tears, I guess. (laughs) All great picks, honestly. I know, but I felt like a lot of mine at the top were your like bottom tier ones. Well, not necessarily. I think two out of the three were. Well, just because I had to make room for the entire Charlie Brown Christmas soundtrack album. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I do think that, like, White Christmas is pretty iconic. (laughs) As the best-selling single of all time? Do you personally like it that much, or is it just the best-selling single, Clout? It was on my list before you mentioned that. It was on my Tier 2 list. Oh, okay. Yeah, but then that just elevated it up. I will say that I don't like the original as much as some of the others. You don't like the best-selling single of all time? I think it covers well. So you more like the song more than that version by Bing Crosby. Exactly, yeah. So here's the thing. I typed Christmas into Spotify. The top artists that showed up were Ella Fitzgerald, Bing Crosby, Frank Sinatra, and Louis Armstrong. Iconic Christmas singers. Amazing. Spotify is speaking my language. Uh-huh, exactly. So these these all fall under our like traditional song category, totally. right? So I feel like it makes sense that we have at least one song in our top three 
by one of these four artists. True. Because I mentioned a song by Ella Fitzgerald, Sleigh Ride, and we also mentioned Bing Crosby. We didn't give any love to Frank Sinatra. For me, he doesn't seem like a Christmas guy. There's other stuff that I think he does better than that. And Louis Armstrong, honestly, the only Louis Armstrong Christmas song that I know is Zat You, Santa Claus, which I think is the scariest Christmas song ever made. It just <laughs> sounds freaky. <laughs> okay, I think that we should have Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas on there. I feel like I can lock that one in. Okay, I also think we should lock that one in. It's iconic on its own, and I feel like it's been covered by icons time and time again, like both traditional and contemporary. So I feel like it has both like cover power <laughs> in that it's been covered lots, but also... The original is its own standalone entity as well. You know what else has cover power? Oh Holy Night, originally composed in 1847. <laughs> if that is not staying power, I don't know what is. From 1847 to John Williams and Home Alone, <laughs> what a rousing Christmas hymn. He says 1847? Jeez. I think that is my personal favorite Christmas song. I know, I know. And so I want to lock that in. I know you do. <laughs> I feel strongly about this. You could make an argument for it because of that sort of like staying power. And I feel like it has quintessentially traditional vibes to it because of that, right? Well, it's the only hymn that we have or like traditional Christmas carol per se. Those are the words that I was looking for, like a traditional Christmas carol. And so I feel before we move into the contemporary like Christmas pop, you know, it's nice to have a little bit of the roots tied in there. Yeah, I agree. When I think about people like going around door to door singing Christmas carols, Oh Holy Night is definitely there. And then maybe like, we wish you a Merry Christmas or something. So then if we're locking in, have yourself a Merry Little Christmas and Oh Holy Night. Mm -hmm. I feel great about this because I got two of my tier ones. <laughs> Since I have two of my picks, I should seed to you for this one. Do, are there two that you want to toss in? White Christmas you were kind of battling strong for? Well, kind of, but I don't personally love the Bing Crosby original. But I really like the beginnings of Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree and then Christmas Baby Please Come Home. Because I feel like they're so iconic. Like you just hear the start of both of them and you're like, I know what's coming next. It gets you in that Christmas spirit. So I think in terms of sort of like capturing the essence of Christmas, both of those feel like staple songs to me. Of the two, I lean more towards Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree just because... For whatever reason, that one just feels more classic to me. Okay, let's do that then. I'm down. It was released in 1958, so it is a little bit older than Christmas, Baby Please Come Home. And we know that you love old music. <laughs> well, I just appreciate uh, staying power. Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree just can't be beat. Brenda Lee was only 13, so, you know, props to Brenda. So then does that leave us with our top three kind of traditional... Christmas songs? I guess so. I guess we don't really have an order yet. If we were to order it, probably we'd order it in maybe the order we were locked them in with like Rocking Around the Christmas Tree, number three, Oh Holy Night, number two, and then Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas is number one. Okay. I'm happy with that. Sure. That's good for tradition. We can table traditional for now. Yes. And shift our attention to the contemporary scene. Yes. With modern contemporary songs post-1980. This is the podcast Christmas Spectacular. It really is. <laughs> so now contemporary stuff. The reason I want to have it be post-1980 is because in 1980, technically November 1979, Paul McCartney releases Wonderful Christmas Time. Feels like a shift. It's like a mainstream pop artist making a Christmas song. 
And then shortly after that, Wham! releases Last Christmas, which I feel like is a huge staple. Uh And then also one that's maybe lesser well-known now, but was huge at the time, Do They Know It's Christmas was released by the collaborative group Band-Aid, support for the Ethiopian famine in 1984. And this had contributions from some of the biggest artists at the time, like Phil Collins and Sting and Bono. Mm -hmm. And it stayed at the top spot of the charts for five weeks. It was the biggest UK chart success of the decade. The 1980s felt like original music that's Christmas related, not just doing covers of the old stuff, which is why for me, it felt like a bit of a notable shift. Okay, but for me, the one song out of those three that you mentioned that I know well is Last Christmas. And I feel like it feels older to me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't want to age myself and like expose how young I am or sound uncultured. But I just think that personally, like I listen to contemporary music more and I don't think the 80s feel contemporary to me. No, I totally agree with you, actually. I just felt weird about having Last Christmas be in the same category as Oh Holy Night. You know, I feel like they were a little bit different. Whereas I feel like a song like Last Christmas beside like Santa Tell Me by Ariana Grande, that feels like in the same category. Maybe it's because Ari did a cover of Last Christmas. That could be why, just like an implicit (laughs) association, but I feel like it's there. So then you like to stick with more contemporary stuff. So what are some like contemporary songs that are more recent maybe than the 80s that you want to want to mention? This is hard. So I have different lists. I have, but they're not really tiers. They're just like different ways of like categorizing them. Okay. So I do have my top four actually, but I kind of had these other categories where like in the last three years, I have sort of my own favorites. So I really like Like It's Christmas by the Jonas Brothers, My Kind of Present by Megan Trainer, And then this year, Kelly Clarkson came out with a new album and she's saying Christmas isn't canceled, just you. And those are kind of like my three recent hits. Another song that I really like that isn't explicitly Christmas but has Christmas vibes is Sugar Plum Elegy by Nikki. (laughs) Because it kind of has those like bells and the sense of like snow falling. And I just love Nikki, so I just wanted to mention her. Cozy Little Christmas by Katy Perry was released in 2018, and that one is really fun. And I only recently discovered it because I was watching The Princess Switch 3. So I don't know if I've just kind of revealed how trash my music and movie tastes are. (laughs) Those are like super contemporary. And then my honorable mentions that personally I don't love love, but I think deserve some sort of mention is like Underneath the Tree by Kelly Clarkson and Mistletoe by Justin Bieber and Snowman by Sia. Sia's Christmas album probably deserves a little bit of a mention because I feel like she has an established Christmas album. So those are kind of just like random list of unorganized songs that I really like that are contemporary. And these are like very recent contemporary ones. Yeah, the honorable mentions, so the Underneath the Tree and Mistletoe and Snowman were 2013, 2011, and 2017. So those are like very slightly older. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, really reaching back into the archives. Yeah, exactly. But there were three that were like in the last three years that I really like. I love that you were bringing the contemporary Christmas knowledge because as we saw, I definitely steered more towards the traditional side. So this is perfect. This is why we've brought you on the pod. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. I think that of the songs you mentioned, I agree that Sugar Plum Elegy, while not being explicitly Christmas, has great winter vibes. I also agree with you that like Sia's Christmas album is getting well established. Other ones that I have appreciated, Cozy Little Christmas is fun, 
And then the new one by Kelly Clarkson, The Christmas Isn't Cancelled, Just You. The live version especially, I feel like, is really solid. Mm-hmm. I think it's actually much better than the studio version. So, definitely, I do not think your taste is trash. Ah, thank you. I mean, if I'm going <laughs> to go to bat for funky jazz Christmas albums and, like, Melikaliki Maka over White Christmas, I feel like, you know, everybody has their own idiosyncratic tastes, right? Stand up for, for what you appreciate and what thank you enjoy. You, thank you. Yes, but those aren't the top five. Those are just ones that you want to get out of the way to clear the runway for the ones that you really like. Yeah, or I think deserve the top spots. Because I will say that like in my current rotation, I've been listening to these to the ones I just mentioned a lot. I'm probably listening to them more than the ones that I think should be the top three. So those are the ones you're listening to the most right now. Mm-hmm. But what ones are the ones that you think are the true contemporary Christmas iconic classics? I think at number four is my personal favorite contemporary Christmas song, which I don't think is a popular opinion, (laughs) but I really like Cold December Night by Michael Buble. Oh, good. I'm glad that you mentioned a specific song by Michael Buble, because I feel like he really is, at least among like moms, like the king of Christmas these days. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I have thoughts about contemporary artists, Christmas branding, but I think that Michael Buble's Huh? What are the thoughts? Do you want me to dive into that now or do you want me to finish my list? Oh, I'm sorry. It's up to you. <laughs> okay, no, let me finish my list first and then we can go into the thoughts. Okay, okay, okay. Because they did kind of contribute a little bit to why I picked who I picked. Okay, and I kind of wrestled back and forth whether or not I wanted to put that as number three or number four. Right now, I kind of have number three tentatively as Like It's Christmas by the Jonas Brothers. Over your personal favorite? Yeah. Whoa. I'm thinking about like current popular opinion. Like everyone loves the Jonas Brothers and I think they came out with a really good hit. Not everyone loves the Jonas Brothers. Like it's Christmas isn't on my list. (laughs) Well, was Cold December Night on your list? I know you love it a lot. And so I had it in the honorable mention spot. Okay, okay, okay. Good to know, good to know. I feel like I should have more of a reason for why I put it as number three over my favorite Christmas song of all time. But I don't know. The fact that you don't have a reason is indicating to me that it should not be on the list. (laughs) Well, I just think that like as a song released in 2019, the other two songs I have don't feel as recent. That's fine. I actually think it's then it's too early to make it on the list. No, 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 no. I don't think that's true. I think there's something to be said about songs that are like making a breakthrough right now. In a massive pool of Christmas classics. There are people trying to come out with original content. You know, people could totally be satisfied. So if they have their playlist of 50 songs on rotation, because it's such a seasonal thing, there's no reason to add a new song onto the list unless someone has come out with something really good. So what are your top two and one spots then? My number two would be Santa Tell Me by Ariana Grande. I think this is a great choice. I actually think that Santa Tell Me is one of the only Christmas songs in the last five years to really stick. But how would you define stick? Because I kind of think that Like It's Christmas has stuck for the past three years. When you listen to a pop song, it's really a pop Christmas song, as so many artists try to make Christmas albums work, you can kind of tell when a song has that like X factor that it's going to be sticking around and it's going to be part of the canon. You mentioned Sia's Christmas album, which I think is notable and has some good stuff, but for me, none of those really felt like they would last over time. Whereas Santa Tell Me, I honestly think might get entered in similar to Last Christmas by Wham, 
it might pop into the rotation. Yeah, no, definitely. You need a few years to let a song grow its legs and really see if it has the staying power. Yeah, but I think then if that's any criteria for a top Christmas song, you can't pick any songs that have been released in the last three years. Like you're just scratching them out. Exactly. I think it's too soon. It's too soon. You're not going to crown the best song of all time with something that's so fresh. It's too soon. Mm, maybe. Anyways, I think Sad Tell Me, I think it's a great it's a great pick. Yes. And then my top one would be All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. Of course. Yes, of course. But that one was released in 1994. Yeah, but it's definitely a contemporary hit, though. It's like a pop music hit. No, it's definitely a contemporary hit, yeah. It's just so good. All On For Christmas Is You by Mariah Carey is also my number one. As it should be. And maybe you're like, ah, oh, it's overrated. It tops Christmas song lists like all over the internet. But it's because it's the best. It's so good. Honestly, I've been feeling a lot of love for Mariah Carey recently. She's so insanely talented. Mm-hmm. Like her performance of the song Emotions on MTV Unplugged. I saw that for the first time a few weeks ago. And it's absolutely incredible. For any like people who enjoy music or just want to see something that is joyful, definitely look it up on YouTube. I dare you to watch it and not fall in love. It's one of the best live vocal performances I've ever seen. Mariah Carey's song Emotions on MTV Unplugged. Big fan these days. Singing her praises. I know, Mariah Carey is like, do you think she's underrated? I don't know. I just feel like she doesn't get taken seriously as a vocalist and pop artist. I'm not kidding you when I say like that live version of Emotions blew my socks off. I know. She's incredible. This does bring me to this contemporary branding idea that I used. Mariah Carey has really done an effective job of associating herself with Christmas. So she had her Merry Christmas album, which has All I Want for Christmas Is You on it, and she released that in 1994. So she waited 16 years before releasing Merry Christmas to You, and it's written in like Roman numerals. So it's kind of like Merry Christmas to, but then you. It's very clever. Anyway, she released that in 2010 and then did like a deluxe repackaging of Merry Christmas. And then she had Magical Christmas soundtrack released in 2020. So she has like kind of three with a fourth rebranded Christmas album. And then, you know, she had that whole reel or TikTok. Halloween ended and she went out and sort of like, smash the pumpkins and it's her time to shine so yeah she's essentially just become a christmas artist at this time like she's basically the contemporary bing crosby yeah and that she is a musician that is just deadlocked associated with the holiday season she's crushing it i mean that's what happens when you have the best contemporary christmas (laughs) song of all time like exactly (laughs) it's so good so that was yeah that was my number one as well i had santa tell me on a short list as well. I think Last Christmas by Wham is notable. I don't actually like it that much, but I think it has stuck around since the 80s and people still cover it. You don't like it that much? No way. I mean, I'm not going to listen to Last Christmas that much. Like, I don't know. It's not on my regular playlist. I'm too busy listening to Melikaliki Maka. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Another contemporary artist who I think has done a fantastic job really leaning hard into Christmas is Sufjan Stevens. He's really the king of the indie folk Christmas, which was not on your radar Mm-mm. whatsoever. No. Nope. But in the indie folk world, he's released two Christmas albums that have more than 50 songs, many of them original. Mm-hmm. He has lots of traditional covers. So like, I really like his versions of Joy to the World, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. And I love, love his piano cover of Once in Royal David City. But he also does original songs like That Was the Worst Christmas Ever, Justice Delivers Its Death, and Christmas Unicorn. 
ones that are on regular radio play, right? Everyone knows Christmas Unicorn. Right, right. <laughs> Rather than mentioning a specific song by him, I kind of just wanted to mention Sufjan Stevens' Christmas stuff in general, just because I think it's a really impressive body of work, and at least among the indie folk world, like really dominates. Yeah, so I see a pattern with you trying to snag your one of your spots as a full album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to choose all of his Christmas songs as my uh, number three. Right, right. If we're going to consolidate all that we talked about with our contemporary songs into a top three, mm-hmm. obviously Mariah Carey has that top spot locked. Yeah. Santa Tell Me was on both of our lists, which probably wouldn't add at the number two spot. Number three, you'd mentioned the Jonas Brothers and Michael Bublé. Going back to the contemporary Christmas branding thing, I think Michael Bublé has done a great job of also being the voice of contemporary Christmas. He was my number two for contemporary branding because he came out with his album Christmas in 2011. And so he released a special 10-year anniversary edition this year. And he, as an artist, has his top five songs all as Christmas songs on Spotify. Whoa, are you serious? Yeah, so Mariah Carey had four out of the five of her top songs as Christmas songs, but he has five out of five. He has definitely branded himself as Christmas as well. I agree in that he definitely feels like, aside from Mariah Carey, he is also the contemporary Christmas voice. And so I think he deserves a spot in the top three contemporary Christmas songs. I don't know. I obviously like Michael Bublé cold december night more so i'm okay with that being number three but i just wanted you to acknowledge the fact that something in the last three years could exist on this list it's a great point you made great arguments thank you that's all i wanted (laughs) i'm happy to have michael buble as number three okay me too (laughs) wait i also i wanted to tell you about my other branding things oh sure let's hear it i put ari as number three she has too many albums and a series of collabs with other popular Christmas artists. It's like three years in a row she released something that was Christmas. Then she has collabs with the Christmas queen herself, Mariah Carey, singing Osana. And that was released actually in 2020, so that one's pretty recent. Also had a 2019 collab with Dina Menzel. She is her own Broadway icon, so that was kind of impressive that they did like a Christmas collab together with A Hand for Mrs. Claus. What's the name of the song? A Hand for Mrs. Claus? Yeah, I think it's kind of like, oh, like... It's like a horror story. No, 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 no. It's more like a round of applause, right? Mr. Claus does all the work. Like, what about all of the great stuff that Mrs. Claus does? Oh, it's not a physical hand. I thought it was like like Mrs. Claus is building herself like a Frankenstein and she needs a hand, like a human hand. No, no, no. You're still in the Halloween mindset. We're <laughs> moving past this. It's Christmas now. So then in 2021, i.e. this year, i.e. just in the past couple months, she collabed with Kelly Clarkson. Lastly, Ari also did a Christmas skit this year with Jimmy Fallon and Megan Thee Stallion, and it's called It Was a Masked Christmas. And it's kind of like a parody. It's satirical because, you know, we're all in COVID, et cetera, et cetera. But like she has some strong Christmas branding, Ari. (laughs) Ari does. She really does. And then Kelly Clarkson comes in at number four with Wrapped in Red in 2013 and When Christmas Comes Around in 2021. Man, I love this like deep contemporary Christmas research. You got the stats to back it up. Yeah, I did so much research. (laughs) Thank you for doing all the research. We appreciate it. (laughs) It makes sense then that our top three contemporary Christmas songs belong to Mariah Carey, Ariana Grande, and Michael Buble because those are also the three people that have most closely aligned themselves with the holiday season. Yeah, I agree. So just to reiterate then, 
a top three traditional Christmas carols pre-1980. We're rocking around the Christmas tree, Oh Holy Night, and then Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Our top three contemporary were A Cold December Night by Michael Bublé, Santa Tell Me by Ariana Grande, and All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. Solid list. So this episode in the Christmas Spectacular, we give two top threes for the price of one. (laughs) The price is always free. But the two top threes in one episode. It's been a blast diving into the Christmas songs with you. Do you want to leave our listeners with a piece of life advice before we conclude? Yes, of course. You know, recently I've come to really appreciate having my friends and family in such close proximity. I think my life advice would be just to make time for the people that you care about. We're living in such uncertain times and you kind of never know when you might not be able to see people. Now more than ever, it seems really important to celebrate the holidays with your loved ones and just like be really grateful to have the the opportunity to spend time with them. And if you can't, because I know that not everyone can, you know, be in such close proximity with them, um, just like making time to reach out in, in whatever capacity you're able to. Awesome. Well, I think that's really meaningful life advice and really important during this time of year uh, and maybe any time of year, spend time with those that are dear to you and to feel grateful for that opportunity. So thank you, Maria. And I am grateful for you spending time with me here on the podcast. It's been really fun. So thanks. Yeah, I'm grateful for the opportunity as well. And I look forward to hearing more of your episodes in the new year. Thank you. Me too. (laughs) Well, that brings us to the end of our Christmas Spectacular. A big thank you to Maria for joining me today. And thank you so much for listening to the top three. We hope that you enjoyed our discussion of the top three Christmas songs. This is our last episode of the year. If you want to suggest the topic to be discussed in the new year, please leave a comment or message us on Instagram at the top three pod. You can also email us at the top three pod at gmail.com. The music feature in this podcast is by Sebastian Ochoa Mendoza. A huge thank you to Sebastian for providing the music for every episode of the top three pod. Did you know that there's different music at the end of every episode? This music right now, totally unique to this episode. Thank you again to everybody who's listened to any episode of the Top 3 Pod. It's been a great year, and really looking forward to recording more episodes in the new year. As always, if you want to support the podcast, please tell your friends about it. I hope that you have a lovely day, a Merry Christmas, and a Happy New Year.